Welcome back to Decom Cool and Collected. I'm Kelly. And I'm Elizabeth. And this week we watched the final installment of the galaxy's favorite teenage girl, Xenon Z3. Mm-hmm. I was going to mention, because this is our first, um, third, What's it's not a sequel, it's just the third. Trilogy. <laughs> yeah. But, I, and then I was like, oh, well, Halloween Town, but Halloween Town has four, technically, but, you know. Yeah, well, we haven't gotten to Halloween Town High. And yeah, that's also, this year, too. There's the Cheetah Girls 3. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what else there is. Yeah, I mean, three, Halloween Town takes the cake with four, yeah. technically, but it's not the original Marnie, so does it really mm-hmm. count? It's a standalone movie. I think it's tied for three. <laughs> it's a standalone movie. <laughs> Um, oh, okay, so Xenon Z3 premiered on June 11th, 2004, just so everyone knows. My birthday is June 11th. This was my seventh birthday. I had to do some math there <laughs> real quick. <laughs> well, I was seven at the time as well. And I wanted to share, before we get into the people, I wanted to share a fun fact about the premiere of this movie because I remember it. It was on my birthday, like I said, and they did this thing. I don't remember, like, if it had a name or whatever, but... It was basically, like, count how many Zs you see in the movie, and we'll tell you, like, the number after it's over. Because when you watch it, there are so many Zs for no reason. Like, at some point, they're, like, getting drinks, and yeah, there's just, like, Zs mu- on I the I saw pictures. that. I was like, why? And then, like, <laughs> like do they have Xenon-branded mugs? Well, yeah, and at one point, they, like, go in, and they park their little, like, pod car thing, and there's Zs on the garage. Like, they, they didn't know that's what place she was going to get. How did they do that? So, mm-hmm. I wanted to mention that. So, that was definitely something for the fans to, you know... <laughs> Fans. Get them to interact. This was, like, a 2004, so they were having people, like, I think you could go online on DisneyChannel.com and, like, permission. enter how many you found or whatever. So, I remember doing that. I had a notebook and everything. I was, like, <laughs> counting down the Zs I saw. And it was hard because I didn't know, like, if they showed the same thing twice. I was, like, do you count it twice? I don't know. <laughs> like, so, in the same scene. Yeah. Or in different scenes, but if it was the same Z. Yeah. Like, on yeah. her, like, um pad, whatever. Yeah. The, yeah. the Z pad. Yeah. Um, like I said last week, this was the first Xenon movie I ever watched. Um, I was seven. Yeah, I was seven. I, this is, like, around the time that I started watching Disney Channel. And I remember, like, later on in life watching, like, the first year, and I was like, oh, like, Margie and Xenon were not friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Margie's never really a good friend to Xenon. No, I was gonna mention it. We'll get there. <laughs> Um, so everyone in this movie either was in the previous movies or did not do anything else besides Xenon Z3. Besides Mr. Ben Easter, who I recognize as another Mary-Kate and Ashley co-star. He played, uh, I forget his name, but he was in Holiday in the Sun, and he got accused of stealing a boat, and he was one of the love interests, and he was also in So Little Time. I don't remember him. Yeah, I one. didn't know that that was a thing. Whenever I was on IMDb, I didn't know so they had. A t- yeah, I didn't know they had a TV show. I mentioned it last week. I didn't remember. <laughs> yeah, I remember it because they would like break the fourth wall sometimes. That's the only thing I remember. Yeah, there was like a friend who was like nerdy, and then he was like walking out the hallway all cool, and then I still can't tell them apart. Mary Kate or Ashley <laughs> turned to the camera. And they were like, ah, "Was that Griffin?" <laughs> they had. So, they had a dynasty back in the day, like an empire. I was listening to a podcast where uh, they compared, like, Mary-Kate and Ashley to, like, Jojo Siwa, and I was like, I mean, yes, like, in the same sense of, like, the, like, capacity and the expanse of the empire, but I also don't think that Mary-Kate and Ashley were at, were as in control. Oh, yeah, no, they definitely weren't. Right. And that's why, like, a lot of bad things happen. what they are now. (laughs) Yeah. 
Well, and I don't blame them. They had, again, right. they didn't have control over what was right. going they on. they didn't have a choice. <laughs> yeah. Um, my friend had one of the, like, Mary-Kate and Ashley, like, makeup sets that they had for kids, and there was this, like, sparkly, like, glitter stuff, and we put it in my hair before the spring concert one year. <laughs> um, I don't think it was supposed to go in your hair, because it was literally in my hair for weeks after, and my mom was so mad, so... I, I just think it's a good product. The glitter sticks around, as right. if glitter doesn't do that, no matter who it's from. Still to this day, I cannot <laughs> tell Mary-Kate and Ashley apart. In Full House, they'd be like, oh, like, well, one's right-handed, one's left-handed. But then I still didn't know which one was right-handed and which <laughs> one was left-handed. Okay, moving on from Mary-Kate and Ashley. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only person I had to talk about. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't have anybody else. Chris- is it Kristen wait? Storm. Kristen Storm, yeah. She was in 7th Heaven, mentioned that briefly. Yeah, we, did, we talked about her. Raven, Mason, if it will get to that. Okay, so this movie starts off. Um, this man named Pat Numbar is on a beach on this sort of, it looks like like a spring break event. He's hosting the 2054, so the year is 2054, search for <clears throat> the Extreme Teen Supreme Contest. I hate that that's the name because that sounds like a pageant title. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know, like, <laughs> what, uh, what do what, they win? Well, yeah, and what's the point? Like, how is Extreme Teen Teen? Because they can go to the moon? Yeah, that we don't really get, like, any sort of, like, insight into why they joined this and, contest. And there's no, like, challenges that test how smart they are. They're all just like, can you drive? Can you climb a wall? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Yeah, and I am criticizing this challenge. If you're trying to find the Extreme Teen Supreme, this is not the way to do what it. What is that even? Like, <laughs> the Extreme Teen, but then... Like, it's like being a teenager, but, like, times 30. Well, I mean, it's supposed to be, like, brave teenagers who can, like, do okay, stuff. Okay, what they do is not brave. <laughs> well, okay, they talk about how Bronley, is that how you say his name? Yes. I can't remember. How he saved his sixth grade class by driving their school bus back to their spaceship yeah, or something. Yeah, but, like, Margie and Cassie are also in the competition. They didn't do shit. Yeah, they don't explain how these people made it to the competition. And we yeah, never hear just, like, anything open, about the other two boys. Open with, yeah, <laughs> open with the six finalists. The other yeah. two boys are <laughs> boys of color, by the way. Okay, and it just so happens that Margie and Xenon, from the same spaceship, who are friends, are both finalists. They don't explain that ever, either. Because yeah. Margie's never done... Like, I mean, Margie helps Xenon, but never, like... But, like, half the time she was um, an obstacle for Xenon. <laughs> yeah, they don't explain that, but... Anyway, so we're, we're, we're at, like, this sort of, like, spring break event on the beach. We're on Earth. Um, and Cassie and Margie are talking about how it's crazy that Xenon isn't part of this huge event yet. They're like, where's Xenon? And Margie's like, you know, it's probably a good thing because Xenon always gets all the attention. And Cassie's like, we're friends with Xenon. And Margie's like, yeah, but don't you want to win something sometime? Yeah, I love how, like, even though Margie and Xenon are friends now, Margie's still, like, low-key <laughs> Xenon. <laughs> They're frenemies. <laughs> I mean, Xenon never, like, reciprocates the same, like, coldness that Margie does. Yeah. Margie's still just like, oh, Xenon's so annoying. <laughs> and Xenon's like, more friends. Yeah, so we go to outer space, and in the little spaceship thing, They're Xenon, pods. Yeah, They're Xenon like is mini, in a like, pod. Two-seater spaceships. Yeah, it's like a car, but a, it floats. Yeah. So she's in this pod with like, Commander Plank. Like, on the Plank. side of, the, of her space day. Space yeah. Station. And so she's in the car with Commander Plank, and Who's she- Uncle. Yeah. <laughs> she accidentally bumps into a car in front of her and behind her. She's trying she, to take her, like, pod license well, test. Well, okay, it looked like she was trying to, like, parallel park. She was. Then 
She was already yeah. parked. It doesn't yeah. make sense. I don't but, know. <laughs> but Commander Plank is like, if you can't parallel park, you're not going to get your license. And if you don't get your license, you can't c- perform the competition. And she so literally Xenon. waited until, like, the day of <laughs> the, like, pod race to get her pod license. <laughs> yeah. And so Xenon's like, well, that just can't be. And then Commander Plank tells Xenon that she needs to grow up. But Xenon's like, I don't want to be boring. I relate, Zenon. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, this this green light, they call it a silver mist, but it's green. Us, it's a green light. So yeah. We're going to call it a green light. <laughs> it, like, floats through space and pushes Xenon's pod out of the line of pods. Yeah, like the car garage, basically. Yeah, so then the pod becomes, like, out of control for a second. Second. <laughs> they, like, can't control it, but Xenon eventually, like, takes a hold. She, like, does this maneuver around a satellite. And she, like, lands this pod on the beach next to the other five. On Earth. On Earth. And the pod tells her that she gets a 48 out of 50. Uh, even though I thought that was the e- maybe parallel parking's at the beginning of the test. I don't know. I don't know how it works in space. I don't know. Um, yeah. And she officially gets her pod license. Amazing. So, on the beach, um, Nebula calls Xenon from Maui on her little Z-pad. It's just, like, FaceTime, basically. Yeah, Nebula is studying abroad in Maui. Even though she hated Earth last movie. It's fine. <laughs> um, we learned that Cassie is her cousin because the only other Cousin black, Cassie. The only other black main character has to be related to the other black main character. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so Cassie's, like, there. They're, like, mm, best friends now. And they're just, like, hey, girl, like, miss you, love you. Yeah. Just, like, show, <clears throat> show where Nebula is. Um, so Xenon meets Margie and Cassie on the beach. Margie's not happy that Xenon arrived. Yeah, Cassie's happy to see her, but Margie's just like, hi, Xenon. <laughs> yeah, so um, Pat, the host, announces all the teens competing. There's these two guys, and then there's Bromley, Margie, Cassie, and Xenon. Um, but then this protester appears in the crowd uh, saying that this competition is exploiting the moon. Uh, uh, yeah, he says no moonstock. Apparently this competition is also called moonstock. That's funny because uh, my, like, senior project in college, we were supposed to create, um, like, a bunch of press and, like, fun things around these these events for this, like, theme park in where we live, and that summer was, like, the, like, 50th anniversary of the first moon landing, and they called it Moonstock, so that's what we had to do. Yeah. And, yeah. Wait, so- did they? No, because I also had a... Never. <laughs> yeah, but he is very against people going to the mu- moon, and he quickly gets taken away by security, but he's saying that they want to exploit the moon. Because the pod race is from Earth to the moon, and then the rest of the festival will happen along with the rest of the competition on the moon, mm-hmm. which has never been done before. Yeah, and so people, like, laugh as he's getting kicked out, and then um, after... Yeah, after everyone, like, walks off stage, the protester approaches Xenon. Mm -hmm. Uh, His name is Sage Borealis. (laughs) Um, And he tries to tell her that it's wrong to go to the moon, but he doesn't really give any explanation. He's just like, it's wrong. And so she leaves. (laughs) Well, yeah, and Xenon's just like, I have to go for the competition. Bye. Um, So then, uh, Xenon, we cut to Aunt Judy and Commander Plank's house. That's where Xenon is staying. And they tell her that they took in a foster child. Uh, because, um, they are older and they probably, like, can't have kids and, you know, there's so many kids in foster si- in the foster care system, so, like, we took in a 10-year-old girl. And all of a sudden, this girl appears hiding behind the TV and she is dressed exactly like Xenon. Her name is Dasha. And we learn that Xenon is her hero. Mm-hmm. So, Zudi... <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> Xenon? Xenon, Dasha, Judy, and Plank are eating dinner um, Pat is on the TV talking about the pod race, 
Um, we learned that the contest was only available to kids on the space station for some reason. Or people who, like, live in space. Different yeah. space stations. Yeah. Dasha, like, goes over to the table mm. and, like, taps on this control pad that's, like, in the table to send in a question. Why was it only kids who live in space available for this contest? And he's just like, oh, I want a galactic role model. We only hear this in the background. He's like, I want a galactic role model with space experience. And then Xenon um, decides to pretend, well, she doesn't pretend, but she eats broccoli and is like, mmm, this is delicious, so that Dasha will also eat her broccoli. Yeah, because Xenon always has to be a good role model. It's kind of a dumb scene. <laughs> yeah, so then we're, we cut to a beach party that night, like, before the, it's the, still, they it's, leave it's for the It's still all a part of the moon festival. Yeah, and so at the party, uh, Xenon's trying to place Bronley because she's like, he looks so familiar. And so Margie's like, oh my god, he was the guy in the Olympics that we had the crush on last year, and he also saved a sixth grade class in a bus. Margie is crushing. Yeah, Margie has a big crush on him, and... Um, He's already the favorite to win the contest. And yeah. Xenon is like, mm-hmm, I'm sure he is. So she goes over to talk to him. But Sage stops her. Yeah, and so Xenon is annoyed. And she's like, why do you keep trying to talk to me? Like, there are five other people in this competition. But Sage says that Xenon is a born leader. And he needs her help to spread the message about people being on the moon like being wrong and xenon says that like it's only two days it'll be fine but sage explains that he thinks that like it always starts like that and that this is going to be something like more long term yeah it's going to be like just the start of colonization and so like they look up at the moon and he's like there's going to be like condos and fast food restaurants all over the moon well and he says real human progress is knowing when to leave well enough alone Mm. Yeah, but Xenon's like, you know, if you grew up where I did, like, you wouldn't feel that same way because she, like, grew up in a space station. And I guess some people were against that during the time, probably. Maybe. I don't know. She was, like, five when they went up there. (laughs) Yeah. And so, say, yeah. So then they look at the moon, like you said, and they're having this, like, kind of romantic moment. Um, Sage is like, imagine capitalism on the moon. (laughs) And Xenon's like, but they're not going to do that. And then Xenon's like, that's my space day. And then Bromley comes over, and he's like, that's what I call beautiful. Talking Ew. about the moon, I guess. Yeah, and then, at this point, Sage gets noticed by security, so he has to run away to avoid yeah. them. Yeah, and then Bromley's like, oh, by the way, that's my space station, not yours. Yeah, they, like, flirt a little bit, but it's, like, weird, because they're also like, I hate you. Yeah. I hate it. <laughs> well, also, Bromley says that the problem with guys like him, talking about Sage, is that they always believe in some conspiracy. There's always a conspiracy going on, Bromley. <laughs> Open your eyes. If you don't believe in a conspiracy, I don't trust you. Like, of any sort? (laughs) Of any sort. Like, if you believe that JFK really got assassinated by one man, and that's it, and it was Lee Harvey Oswald, get out of here. I don't- (laughs) no, you're wrong. So, um, Xenon is sleeping in the room that she- all of a sudden shares with Dasha. I guess, I guess she was, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think she lives with Commander Plank and Judy full time. Right, I thought she was staying there for longer, but I guess she had just arrived on Earth that day. Yeah. Yeah, so she's sleeping in a room with Dasha, and Dasha is, like, mimicking her Yeah, moves. so Xenon will, like, flip to one side, and then Dasha will do the same thing, and then she'll, like, flip to the other side, and Dasha will do the same thing. And Dasha's, like, Come on, I'm trying to sleep. And I'm like, Dasha, go to bed. Like, what are you doing? That's so weird. Yeah. So after that, we see people on the moon. We see basically Neil Armstrong doing the moon landing. But Xenon is there and she's just like in her pajamas, like in her dream, just like watching this all happen. And she wakes up really freaked out. And Dasha's like sitting on her bed and is like, you're making a lot of weird faces and noises. And Xenon's (laughs) like, I had a weird dream. 
Yeah, so then Dasha is showing Xenon her Xenon scrapbook. Mm -hmm. And, like, every time she was in the news, like, a lock of her hair that she ordered from the hairstylist on the space station. Um, Dasha reveals that she has moved around foster homes her whole life, but she has high hopes about Judy and Plank. Uh, and then Judy calls Dasha down for summer school. Mm-hmm. Um, so later that day, Judy asks Xenon what she thinks of Dasha. And Dasha's like, well, you know, it'd be nice if she wasn't, like, trying to be me all the time. Mm-hmm. And Dasha says, or, <laughs> God, I cannot pronounce these names. Judy says that uh, they're working on, like, trying to get Dasha not to do that. But she's also like, you know, like, she's been moved around so much. Like, her, like, her looking up to you has been, like, her only constant in her life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see this, like, protozoa music video playing on the TV. A goddamn imposter that is not protozoa. <laughs> I don't know who this buffoon is, but not my protozoa. Not my protozoa. <laughs> yeah, and so then we cut to protozoa's house, and he has this little, like, flying robot. It's basically, like... A droid. Yeah. <laughs> or a drone, that's what I meant to say. Yeah, and so he's talking to the little robot, and he's like, you know how am I going to perform on Moonstock? You know, this is important or whatever. And the robot's like, they don't want you. You're washed up. I've tried to call them. And he's like, try again. I want to perform on the moon. And that's it. Yeah. Uh, so then we cut to a another, like, Moonstock, like, mixer or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's paying tribute to Selena, the moon goddess. Yeah. And uh, so Margie, Cassie, and Xenon are all eating dinner on the beach. And Margie's like, Xenon, why are you invading my dreams? And then. Well, can we talk about how Xenon ate, like, 30 ribs? Oh, yeah. They're like. There are 30 <laughs> bones on her plate. And she's like, oh, I forgot about how good Earth food is. Well, yeah. And it's also, like, a throwback to the first movie because she gets to Earth and she's like, what is this food? But then she's like, oh, shit, this food is good. It is. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. So Margie's like, can you get out of my dreams? And then Xenon's like, well, your dream could not have been as crazy as mine and she starts describing it and then her and Cat Margie and Cassie are like we had the same dream so they think that's really weird Bronley comes over to ask Xenon to dance but they're still like talking about the dream so Xenon's like Bronley did you have a weird dream last night like she doesn't say like was I in your dream last night but she's just like do you have a weird dream and then he says no I don't really see the point in dreaming <laughs> bitch you can't fucking control it <laughs> Listen, I, if I had the choice to, like, not have certain dreams, I would. (laughs) Well, I don't think you can control what kind of dreams you have anyway. But, yeah. Um, And so after he says that. It's like that, it's like that scene in How I Met Your Mother where it's, like, Ted's first day at college and he's like, my parents live in Ohio. I live in the moment. (laughs) Sure. Yep. Just like it. So, Xenon gets up to dance with Bronley anyway, but they go to get drinks instead of dancing. Yeah, they're just, just like, okay, like, let's go dance, and they immediately cut to getting Xenon-branded drinks. Yeah, so Xenon asks Bronley a bit about his life. She's like, oh, you're a hero, and you've done yeah. so much. They both just, like, talk about how, like, spectacular their lives are, and then Bronley is like, my problem is finding someone who can keep up with me, and Xenon's like, I totally get it. <laughs> yeah, and so they're like, everyone plays it too safe because they're afraid to get hurt, but they're just missing out. And so then Xenon and Bronley lean in to kiss, but as this happens, Dasha interrupts them. Dasha. Dasha interrupts them, and she's like, if you want to kiss him, just do it already. Like, she was about to. <laughs> and so Xenon's like, Dasha, what the hell are you doing here? You're supposed to be home at sleep, at home, asleep. And then she's like, oh, well, I knew that you were out here having fun, so I wanted to come too. So Xenon apologizes, and she's like, I need to take my cousin back home. And so Xenon says that they'll... 
they're gonna leave and dasha says i want to dance i want to meet boys and that was in the commercial yeah it's so just like out of place like all of a sudden she like does this like little sing-song thing she's like i want to dance i want to meet boys yeah she's also 10 yeah it's so i mean like girl i feel you i really do (laughs) but you're 10 but you're 10 and it's 10 p.m you need to go to bed she doesn't look 10 she's like at like 13 at the youngest yeah yeah, and so Xenon, uh, as they, like, go home, she's freaking out because she's like, you know that Judy and Commander Plank are probably freaking out about what's going on. We need to get home right now. And so as they get home, Judy and Commander Plank were really worried, and they, they're about to start yelling at, at Dasha, but Xenon takes the blame. She's like, oh, I wanted her to come out with me because I knew that I'd be gone for the next, like, week or however long. So I was the one who took her out. And Dasha, like, tries to take the blame, but Xenon's like, no, it's fine, I got it. <laughs> and so Commander Plank, like, yells at her and says that she's being, like, immature for doing this. And, yeah. That's it. So in, their, in the bedroom that they are temporarily sharing, Xenon reveals that she took the fall in order to ask Dasha for a favor, which is try being yourself. Instead of me. <laughs> Instead of me. Uh, so later that night, Dasha, like, walks out of her room probably to, like, go to the bathroom or something, and she overhears Judy and Plank talking in the kitchen. And they're saying things like, oh, like, we won't be able to keep her if she doesn't settle down. Like, one more incident like this, and we're gonna have to send her back. Like, why keep her if she's just gonna ruin our lives? And the whole time, Dasha thinks that they're talking about her, but it is actually revealed that they're talking about this tiny puppy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which they got for Dasha. Yeah, like, they love Dasha, they don't want to get rid of her, but they're just talking about this dog that chewed through Commander Plank's shoe. Yeah, but obviously Dasha doesn't hear this. She goes back to her room, and she's really sad about it. Yeah, so, um, the next day, Xenon is preparing for the race at, uh, or preparing to go down to the race at Judy and Plank's house. Um, Plank is bringing in this puppy, and they reveal, like, oh, like, we got this for Dasha, like, it's a surprise. And Xenon's like, oh, like, I want to say goodbye to Dasha, where is she? And Judy said, she told me that you already said goodbye when I dropped her off at summer school this morning. Which they did not. Mm-hmm. Um, so, down on the beach, uh, they're about to start the pod race. Um, again, like, it's a whole, um, thing. All the kids, all the teens are there. Uh, like, waiting to watch the pod race, and some of them got, like, uh, like, some sort of, like, I don't know, they entered a contest or something. Yeah, 350 teens won tickets to go to the moon to, like, watch the competition. They say this on the news, and they're also talking about briefly, like, oh, there's this weird freak weather happening all over the world, but we don't know why. And so, yeah, so there's a bunch of, like, teens getting onto this ship that's going to the moon, and, uh, Commander Plank tells Xenon to try and be safe and have a normal adventure for once, And then we see everyone, uh, all the contestants, get into their little pods, and they're about to race to the moon. And as Xenon is getting in, she spots Sage in disguise sneaking on to the the spaceship to the moon. Yeah. Uh, The race starts, and we learn that the first four racers who make it to the moon will move forward in the competition. Um, Margie at first takes the lead, and Xenon causes Bronley to go off course and, like, make him turn around because she made him, like, miss something. Mm-hmm. So as Bromley's doing this, he almost crashes into Cassie, which causes her pod to go out of control. So Xenon uh, gives up her lead and goes to help Cassie and get her back on track. Um, it ends up being Margie won first place on the moon, Bromley in second, and Xenon and Cassie are competing for the, t- for the final two spots. Uh, as this is happening, Dasha appears in Xenon's pod. Yeah. She snuck onto the pod. She's not in summer school. Yeah, and um, so Zen, again, Xenon's like, okay, why do you keep doing this? Like, Judy and Commander Plague, you're gonna freak out. But 
Dasha tries to explain that, oh, like, they don't want her. And, um, oh, as this is happening, yeah, they don't want her. And then Xenon explains they were talking about a puppy. Because she's like, they even said, like, even though she has cute brown eyes, we need to get rid of her or something. And Xenon's like, they're talking about a dog. Um, uh, yeah, so as this is, this is happening, Xenon is still racing. Yeah. And the two, like, green and silver pods, the people that we don't know, are in the lead ahead of Xenon and Cassie. But then they fly through the green light that we had seen earlier, and their engines just shut off. Yeah, they basically are, like, suspended there, so Cassie and Xenon are able to land, and they're, like, the last two spots. Yeah, so, uh, yes, we already After they get out of the car, Xenon's like, okay, well, we need to call Commander Plank and Judy just to let them know that you're okay. So she tries to call them on her pad, but the call doesn't go through. She says that the circuits are down? Yeah. That's something, well, that's something that the, like, the phone says yeah i i I thought phones worked by satellite but i don't know i don't know i don't know how they work on the moon i don't know maybe yeah so margie comes over to brag about getting first and xenon congratulates her because she's a good competitor um and then they ask about oh they ask about dasha dasha Dasha, like is stuck there for now because they can't get through to judy and plank yeah and so they're like hey let's check this place out so they go inside and it's basically like a full mall for this one event like that should raise some red flags (laughs) y'all and they have to have so many like beds and stuff because they have 350 teens there there's like little dorms that they all share yeah it's gonna be so much fun yeah um, so, back at Protozoa's place, his drone tells him that he's not booked at Moonstock, so Protozoa decides to reach out himself, and that's that. It's, like, a two-second scene. Yeah. Um, so, on stage, uh, in this, like, little, like, auditorium where they meet for the contest, uh, Pat is there, um, he's answering questions, and then we see Xenon sees Sage backstage, and he um, comes out right as the as Pat introduces Cosmic Blush, the, the most new, popular yeah, band. Yeah, the new It band. Yeah. Sage comes out with this giant sign that falls down from the curtains, and it's like the moon crossed out. And so the uh, Pat like calls security again, but this time Xenon sticks up for him, and she's like, let's listen to what he has to say. But the security still takes them off, but this time they're being nicer because Xenon, yes. like, tries to stick up for him. Pat is just like, take him to my office, and that's it. Yeah. Um, and Pat uh, also, like, whispers to security. He's like, mm, keep an eye on that girl. Yeah. Um, so Dasha and Xenon are getting burgers. Uh, Nebula calls Xenon now that the circuits are open, and it's revealed that it is winter in Miami. It is snowing. It's snowing in Maui. Maui. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so Nebula's freaked out because she's like, what is going on? Like, you know, this is crazy. She's and then like, I bet you're involved and I bet you can fix it. <laughs> yeah. And then she loses connection. And so that's the end of that. Yeah. So Judy, back on Earth, Judy's trying to contact Xenon uh, because they can't find Dasha and they're very worried. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's pouring on Earth, which isn't normal for where they live. Yeah. Everyone on Earth is having trouble, like, trying to contact the moon. So it's a problem. Yeah. And so then we cut to the astronaut with the flag again. Uh, but this time, there's yeah, a so, goddess. Well, Xenon is, like, dreaming that, like, she is placing the American flag uh, Yeah, well, we don't know person. that it's her until yeah. the goddess takes off her helmet, and we see Xenon struggling to breathe, and the goddess points to the flag, and then Xenon wakes up. Yeah, and so Margie and Cassie, who are all in the same dorm, wake up at the same time, too. Mm-hmm. They all had had the same dream, and Margie's like, Xenon, Selena was calling you out, and you need to, like, fix it. Yeah. 
Um, so the next morning, Bronley is trying to eat breakfast with Xenon, and he's like, oh, like, you should go to the Cosmic Blush concert together. Yeah. And Xenon can't. She's like, no, like, I have to go talk to Sage, because, like, whatever these moon dreams that I'm having, he might know something. Yeah. Bronley calls Sage a green bean, and Xenon's <laughs> like, okay, it doesn't matter, I need to figure out my dreams, bye. Yeah. <laughs> So, Xenon is passing multiple, like, news channels reporting, like, weather anomalies around the world and floating cows. Yeah. Um, so... So then, Xenon gets Commander Plank's call as all this is happening. She explains that Dasha is safe, she's with her on the moon, and she said that... uh, Dasha thought that they didn't want her because they heard, she heard them talking about the puppy. Commander Plank says that they're gonna go get her no matter what the weather is, and they, like, leave to head to the moon. Yes, yeah, so, um, Protozoa arrives on, at the moon, on Moonstock, and greets his old friend, Xenon. Of course. Uh, the fans start rushing. Protozoa's like, oh, like, yes, hello, fans, come here. But it, they're actually there for, um, Cosmic they see Cosmic Blush. Blush. Yeah. yeah, Cosmic Blush arrives behind him. Um, Protozoa reveals that his drone thinks that he's to- too old for Moonstock, and Protozoa's like, ugh. Am I just a husband, love? <laughs> but Xenon's like, no, let's go talk to Pat. I need to talk to him anyway. Yeah, so Pat opens his office uh, where Xenon can see behind him that Sage is being held there. Mm-hmm. Um, and Pat is just, like, trying to, like, get them to, like, go away. So he's just like, yeah, like, Protozoa can play, whatever. Um, so then in the auditorium, Protozoa is playing The Galaxy is Ours, a classic. Yeah, and the only people standing are Xenon, Margie, Cassie, and Dasha. It's so awkward. They're the only ones with class and taste. Yeah, bitch. Like, stand for openers. I know that concerts are not a thing right now, and even when they are, <laughs> it's going to be very spread out and stuff, but still, stand for openers. Have respect for your openers, okay? Like, they know that you're not there to see them, but they are trying their best, and they're trying to get the word out. And sometimes they're really good and you find a new band yeah and it's really fun and exciting (laughs) and especially if they're older than the new band now respect them and i hate i hate whenever people are like in a crowd and there's like you know like a big like performance or like music playing that like everyone knows but they can't sing along because like the sound is added in later so they're just like (laughs) like offbeat and it's i hate it so much yeah (laughs) Yeah, so uh, Protozoa ends up cutting the song off early because he's embarrassed that, like, no one is having a good time. There's and, a lack of yeah. interest for him. And that's when Cosmic Blush walks on stage. Uh, and immediately the whole crowd forgets about Protozoa, and they're like, mm, Cosmic Blush. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Protozoa just stops, and he, like, introduces them, and the crowd, like, gets up, and they all love them. Um, so then we briefly cut to Judy and Plank flying to the moon. Judy, who is a known Earther, is very scared and nervous, but Plank's, like, trying to keep her calm. Mm-hmm. Um, and as they're flying through space, they notice snow in the middle of space. And they're like, can this happen? They're like, I guess it can, because it's happening. Yeah, so then we cut to, um, Bromley eating a snow cone with zero syrup in it. And it's, he just takes just like, a bite of it without a spoon. Like, he just bites into it like, like it's it, ice cream. It, it's, like, just, like, a little, like, circle of syrup on top, and that's it. That's the entire, that's, his, and, like, the rest is just ice. I'm more concerned that he used his mouth, not a utensil. Yeah, so Pat walks up to him, and he says, hey, like, you know, the winner has to be loyal and, like, loyal to me and, like, what we're doing here. And he's like, well, you know, I'm, I'm pulling for you to win. Yeah, and so he shakes his hand and he says, I'll shake it again at the finish line. Um, and then we see him go and he unscrews, so it's like a rock climbing wall, he unscrews one of the rocks and he puts it up higher than it should be. Like, whenever you look at, like, the four, 
Yeah, it's like Xenon, because Xenon's color is red mm-hmm. after at the whole competition. And so they had, like, like little rows of, like, different colored, like, pegs, like, little rock because they're just, like, handles. Yeah. And whenever you look at, like, the four rows, you can clearly tell that they're all, like, placed the same. And so whenever he moves the red one, it's so obvious that, like, it's in a different spot than all the rest of them. Well, I guess it's high enough up that everyone can't see except for the cameras. I guess. <laughs> yeah. And so then we cut to the competition or we cut to Margie complaining that she always has to wear these ugly outfits and no one's going to see how cute she is. And Dash is like, haven't we evolved past that? But Margie's like, I know I'm a boss-ass independent bitch. She says, just because I'm macro smart and mega independent, that's no reason for me to to bury my beauty. Which I love. Exactly. I love that, Margie. Good for you. Um, so Cassie is just like, Guys, I'm we're, we're in competition. Can we? Friendship is the most important thing. Yeah, and Xenon and Cassie, or Xenon and Margie, are just like, yeah, sure, Cassie. Cassie, <laughs> how long has Cassie been there? <laughs> I don't know, but also, so once we get to the competition, we well, learn wait, that wait. this is gonna eliminate two people again. Yeah, but before that, Cassie says that we're three sides of an equilateral triangle, and Dasha's like. Any chance that that triangle might become a square and everyone just rolls their eyes, which I would too. Like, bitch, you're, you are not a part of that. She's 10. <laughs> she wants to be a part of that. Yeah. Anyway, the next event starts. We learn that two people are going to be eliminated. Yeah. And so, so they all start climbing like the little rock walls. What they have to do is they have to climb up to the top, cl- grab this little ring, climb back down and then put the ring on like a ball. Mm-hmm. Um, so as they start climbing... Xenon's, like, next peg is, like, missing, so she can't reach it like yeah, everyone else cause can. Yeah, because Pat just moved it. Yeah, so she's, like, struggling to reach it, and then all of a sudden, um, Margie and Bronley see this green light that helps Well, yeah, them. for some reason, they're looking at Xenon instead of just focusing on climbing themselves. Yeah, well, they see this, like, green light, like, form around her hand and, like, move Xenon up to the peg. Yeah. Um, so Xenon and Broadly take the ring, yeah, from the top, and they start going back down, and Xenon is able to flawlessly just, like, jump down from the peg without slipping to, like, um, where it was moved. Mm-hmm. Um, so Xenon and Broadly win and advance to the final round, and Pat is perplexed, because he's like, I assured that Xenon would not make it. Well, yeah, and so Broadly starts immediately complaining that Xenon cheated. He does this in front of everyone, and then later in, uh, Pat's office, Xenon's saying, like, I didn't cheat, and Broadly's like, well, I saw it, and Xenon- Also, Sage is just, like, sitting there. <laughs> yeah, and Xenon is like, okay, you're just scared because I beat you, and- Pat says, without tangible proof that, like, something happened, I can't say that, like, she cheated or not, but I'm gonna watch her very closely in the next competition or whatever. He, like, makes, like, a, it's, like, a threat, but, like, not a threat. He's, like, wouldn't it be horrible, Xenon, if everyone knew you were a cheater? Yeah. The whole galaxy? Yeah, and so then, later on, Margie asks Xenon if she cheated, and she said, like, I saw the mist help you, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, they call it a mist, but we all see it as a light. Yeah, and so Xenon, um, Xenon's like, well, I can't control that it did that. I don't know what it is, but I don't think that I should be, like, penalized for that. But Margie's like, well, I think you should have been honest, and Xenon's like, how do I explain a green mist helping me? Well, and then... Yeah, Cass- Margie and Cassie are like, we think you should, like, drop out because you have this unfair advantage. And Xenon says, winning is what I do, what I've always done. It's what people expect from me. And at that point, I was on Margie and Cassie's side. I was like, 
excuse me. <laughs> well, like, I don't know. I didn't know that dropping out is fair, but, like, also, like, she can't help that this is happening. I, I mean, know. she can't help, but she could at least be like, hey, like, I have this unfair advantage that, like... <laughs> well, yeah, but then they're just gonna say she cheated because I she guess. can't explain. But um, also, she had an unfair disadvantage because they're trying to target her. That's true. So. And, yeah, so Xenon's like, you, ex- like, I, people expect me to win, and they're all, Margie and Cassie are like, they expect you to win fairly, and they leave. Yeah. Um, so, Xenon complains to Dasha about her shitty day. I just want to say, I love Xenon's outfit here, the red dress with, like, the, um, the long blonde hair behind her and the red tights. I love the outfit. Yeah, and so she's talking about her shitty day, and Dasha says that, like, I believe in you, and Xenon, um... She's like, really? And Dasha's like, I mean, you were right the last two times, so, like, why would you be lying now? Yeah, and then she's also like, you know, just take the advice that you gave me. Be yourself. And Xenon's like, wow, so, so deep. Yeah, so, so Xenon and Dasha decide to find Sage and break him out. Um, Xenon, or no... <laughs> In, so because they keep Sage in Pat's office, Sage has ample time to look around and find Pat's evil plans. Yeah. Well, I don't know how they did not expect this to happen. Well, I guess they didn't have any extra room. They were at capacity on the moon. I guess. <laughs> yeah, and so, so he holds up this picture that says, Coming soon, Lunar we- Community of Tomorrow. And yeah. so he hides it as the door opens, but then it's Xenon. And so he explains to her that they're trying to make a permanent settlement on the moon. He says, this quote is so funny to me. He says, Numbar is trying to steal the moon. He'll declare squatters' rights. Yeah, apparently squatters' <laughs> rights still exist in 2054. Yeah, and then <laughs> he'll, he'll clear squatters' rights because he was the first one here. And then Dodge is like, Neil Armstrong was the first one here. And so he just like, Neil Armstrong left. Numbar won't. <laughs> Which is so funny to me. Well, also, I have another question. Because the moon belongs to Earth as a whole. Does every country have squatters' rights? That's because what I was thinking. Because, I, mean, I mean, like, I guess, like, he put the American flag on. But, like, no one can, like, take that down. I mean, I guess they could if they wanted to. But it'd yeah. be, like, cause really bad blood. Yeah. But, like, y- you can't just apply your country's rules to the moon. Yeah, if a country that... were to do it, it would be America. Yeah. That's... But, but you can't just do that. And, like... Half the time with, like, well, I mean, I don't know, it's 2054, but, like, when you look at, like, NASA and, like, spaceship, we're always working with, like, other countries to help, uh, at least I think so, I don't, from <laughs> what I've seen in movies and shit. <laughs> in the past, who knows about now, but. Yeah. I yeah. Don't know. I mean, I guess, like, the space race, that's where this might come from. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, we didn't, we don't claim the moon is ours. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there are some people who do. I think those people think that it was faked. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, uh, so whenever they mention Neil Armstrong, Xenon's like, wait, where did he land on the moon? Because I feel like I need to go talk to Selena, the moon goddess. <laughs> yeah, she's like, she's like, oh, the, apparently, it's called the Sea of Tranquility. Which That's I what feel, Sage tells her. I feel like, I don't know if I know that, like, just from, like, my memories of this movie, or, like, I, I don't know, is that even real? Is that, I, we probably should look that up, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, but so Xenon like, says that she needs to go there because she thinks that someone's trying to communicate with her. Yeah, and Sage is like, um, it's probably not safe to, like, go out on the moon as a child. And, and Xenon's she, like, it's fine. A girl's gotta do what a girl's gotta do. Yeah, so <laughs> she leaves Dasha with Sage. In the office? Yeah. And then Xenon just finds a space suit and goes outside like it's no big deal. I mean, when she was 13, she just, like, did a spacewalk by herself. 
It's fine. So <laughs> Xenon is using, like, her map on her Z-pad to, like, get around to where she's going. To the American flag. The yeah. entire thing is green screened, by the way. We do not have a yeah. moon set. This movie, this movie must have had a very, very small budget because it is, it's There's very little. That's It's not great. <laughs> Yeah, so Xenon's, like, hopping around, um, she makes her way to the American flag and, like, talks to the void. She's like, hello? I am here. Yeah. Are you here? What's going on? (laughs) I'm Xenon. And, um, she's like, "Uh, moon mist, are you here? And then all of a sudden, Selena appears in this, like, fiery green light. She's a punk rock girl. She's, like, a British, like, punk rock thing. Yeah, she introduces herself, and she complains that it took Xenon long enough to find her. Like, it took you long enough. Yeah, and then Xenon's like, you could have just, like, told me. You didn't have to do this. And Sel- Selena says that Xenon needs to get the humans off the moon. Well, she says, word around the galaxy is that you can get things done. And I love that. I love that everyone in the galaxy is like, oh, yeah, like, no, like, this Earth girl, her name's Xenon, like, well, she really helped us out. She helped the aliens yeah, with Protozoa. <laughs> so, so, yeah. She says that you need to get everyone off the moon so I can have peace again. And I'm the one who's, like, messed up the weather to show that, like, I mean business because fuck y'all, this is my moon i yeah and she said i threat like she threatens to do worse if they don't leave and so xenon's like well they're not just gonna listen to me and selena's like girl figure it out i don't give a shit yeah and she's like look what i can do and then she starts like messing with like xenon's gravitational pull yeah she like picks her up and then she like slams her into the ground basically um and she's like this is the consequence so make sure this happens in one day yeah (laughs) and so then um she like leaves and dasha is behind xenon again in a spacesuit too she had okay she's from earth she has no experience in this there's no way and so dash is like i saw the whole thing like okay uh we cut to commander plague and judy still on their way to the moon and they're getting closer um like for like a brief second yeah because then then we see we cut back to xenon and dasha like hopping trying to hop back to um their headquarters or whatever yeah they lose like their gps service so they have to just kind of like work get back there the way that and they they're can. low on oxygen yeah their spacesuits are running out of oxygen but then uh judy and plank's ship flies overhead and they're like oh well like that is a ship on the moon so they're probably going to moonstock so like all right well we'll just follow them yeah but then their ship gets caught in like the weird gravitational pull that selena has going on and, and they, they almost hit like the settlement but, but they, they end up like crashing into the moon instead. Yeah, Xenon and Dasha's oxygen is getting lower, and they finally arrive uh, at the facility, but they can't get the door open. So they ba- they're banging on the door when Sage opens just in time. Yeah, and he, like, gets them inside, and he's like, I was about to go, like, help you guys. And Xenon's so impressed. Yeah, well, Xenon also apologizes, and she says, like, Selena told me everything about what's gonna happen, and we need to get everyone off the moon. Yeah, so Sage is like, yeah, like, I'll help whatever. And Xenon's like, wait, you believe me? And Sage is like... You're on my side. Like, what? He said, even if I don't believe you, you're doing the right thing. Um, So they have until Earth drops below the lunar horizon to get everyone off. Yeah. But then Xenon and Bronley are called to report to the stage for, like, the final uh, Supreme Team competition. Yeah. Um, Xenon enters her dorm, and Cassie, like, happily greets her, and she and Margie are just, like, over it. Well, yeah, they're like, we thought about it, and it's not your fault that this spirit was helping you, so. That whole, I mean, like, I guess, like, them not believing in her led her to save, then led her her out into the moon, but I don't know, I just thought it was so dumb. (laughs) Well, they just took some time. They needed some time to cool off. I guess, and Xenon's just like, okay, start packing. 
We need to help the moon goddess, Selena. Yeah. Judy and Plank are still stuck uh, on the moon surface. They're trying to fix the spaceship. Uh, Xenon explains to Bronley about Selena before the finals, and he doesn't believe her. Well, she says, like, I did get help with the competition, but it was Selena, the moon goddess, and that's yeah. not my fault, and obvious, and the competition is not, like, what's important right now. So Bronley calls it fake, and Xenon says, I will forfeit as long as you just help get everyone off of here. But again, Bronley thinks it's a trick, and he's like, you can't fool me. And that's when Selena pulls Bronley and Xenon down to the floor with gravity, and Xenon's like, see, this is Selena. She's trying to, like, do this to everyone if we don't get off of here in time. Yeah, so Xenon and Bronley walk into the auditorium. Uh, Pat is on stage, like, you know, hyping up the crowd. And he introduces them, but then Xenon walks on stage uh, and, like, takes the microphone to make an announcement. She's like, we gotta get out of here, like, or else we're all gonna die, and we need to leave. Uh, Pat is angry, and he's just trying to be like, oh, like, this crazy girl. Well, yeah, and Xenon's like, okay, you can, again, you can announce Bronley the winner. I don't care. We need to get off of here, or else, like, there's gonna be nothing to win. Yeah, so Pat asks for proof that, like, we're in danger. So Xenon's just, like, standing there for a second. She's like, Selena... Help me. Yeah. And so all the lights go off, and then we hear, I want to be alone! And then <laughs> as that, Selena, like, as when I was seven years old and I lost it, she kind of scared me a little bit. I think she's a little scary, but now I just think she's cool. She just oh, yeah, like, time. now I did, but, yeah. like, when I was seven years old, I was like, oh. Yeah, and so um, as she does this, she, like, picks Pat up from the ground, flips him around, and pushes him up to the ceiling. And so as this happens, Xenon's like, okay, everyone, see, that's Selena. Don't panic. Everybody pack your stuff up, and we'll give you instructions from there. Yeah, so Bronley, Xenon, and Sage find that all the pods are gone because it was, like, like, all the crew who, like, I don't went back down to Earth. To get more workers yeah, to, like, to start the settlement. to, like, start building. Yeah. Uh, Bronley realizes that Pat stranded them on the moon, and he's very angry. Yeah. And he's now on their side. But that's when Dasha and Xenon find Protozoa. Stress like, eating ice cream. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, hey, we need your help. Did you take your bus here? And he's like, of course I took my bus here. And Xenon's like, you're gonna be a Mondo hero. We need everyone to load onto your bus. Apparently his bus is big enough for all the for 350 people on 350 the 350 plus. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Xenon and Margie, we see them helping, like, lead the crowds onto the bus. Pat is still stuck on the ceiling. Yeah, and Sage um, comes in, takes a video of him, and makes him admit that he was trying to make a, like, settlement on the moon yeah, before he's helping like, him down. He's like, well, the bus is leaving soon, and I'm gonna be on it if you don't film this confession. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn. <laughs> yeah, so um, Margie, uh, Bronley, Cassie, Dasha, and Xenon. I call they, them the gang. <laughs> yeah. They make this rope that they tie around everywhere, because they're like, the longer we're here, the more Selena is gonna fuck with gravity so we need to make sure that we have this so people can get onto the bus safely yeah pat eventually gets down and security makes him board last because he's a dick but he sneaks on they, they try and pull like a titanic thing i think it's like a joke because jack's fiance was a dick and they're like women and children only and he gets onto a boat anyway fuck you him i have never saw that part of Titanic. that, that happens <laughs> anyway i've only seen like bits and pieces here and yeah um, um, yeah, so the gang goes to their, like, racing pods after everyone gets Yeah, boarded. they have six minutes to get rid of the dome, and uh, so they all have, like, grappling hooks in their pods. Yeah, so, and then, okay, so, like, there's, like, the dome in the middle, which is where, like, everyone leaves, and then there's these, like, like, boxy sort of, like, I guess, like, landing They're, like, garages. Stations. Yeah. And so those, the dome, I guess, is, like, what attaches everything to the moon, and the dome is stationed with, like, a little, like, air, like, Inflatable. It's like a seal. 
Yeah, that, like, keeps it there. So, like, they take their grappling hooks, and they all, like, puncture them, like, into, like, the little inflatable thing beneath the dome. Mm-hmm. Xenon um, misses her mark the first time, so she has to, like, circle around and try again. And she finally gets it in, and so they're all, like, trying to lift it up at once, but they're not strong enough, and they're like, what the hell are we gonna do? Then but all then, Dash sees Commander Plank and Judy, and they, like, come on over the walkie-talkies, and they're like, what do you need us to do? Let's help. And Dash so is they, like, Dad! Yeah, so they put their grappling hooks, they, like, lift it up and they got this thing off space but then uh, it's just gonna like be flying through the galaxy yeah they don't the explain that eternity. they're just littering in space whatever <laughs> and so this vortex is created on the surface it's, and yeah it's like selena she's like this whir of light and it makes the rest of the facilities yeah disappear. i guess i why did they have to get rid of it if she could have just done that with the I garages why couldn't she do that with everything well maybe like because the dome was like sealed down it like sealed the rest of it down and maybe now she's just able to like do it herself yeah i, I don't, don't know, know. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she gives Xenon a wink before disappearing Yeah, she off waves the goodbye. Uh, Nebula immediately calls Xenon, and Maui is back to normal. Yeah, she's like, you fixed the world again, thanks. And she's like, oh, tell me about your crush on Sage, but Sage was in the pod the whole oh, time. Oh, so and, embarrassing. And Nebula's like, oh, my bad. Like, bitch, it was not your bad. You did that on fucking purpose. You Good. knew. Yeah, <laughs> Good for her. We love that. We love Nebula. <laughs> Yeah, and so, uh... So then we cut to a Cosmic Blush concert, which I'm guessing is on Earth. We, yeah, we're back on Earth now. Um, Margie tells Bronley that, uh, even though Xenon cared that he was shallow and self-centered, I don't. Because <laughs> I'm also shallow and self-centered. We love that. We love a queen who's self-aware. Yeah, and so they <laughs> dance together, they have a good time. Um, Judy and Plank, like, reassure Dasha, they're like, like, listen, like, we chose you, and we love you, and if you ever doubt that, like, please come to us, don't jet off to the moon. Also, here's a puppy. Here's a puppy <laughs> that we've been carrying at this concert the whole time. <laughs> Those poor dog's ears, you have to put headphones on it. <laughs> But yeah, so Dasha just, like, has this puppy that she's, like, dancing with. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess her puppy is her new personality trait, which, like, honestly, I get it. It's fine. I mean, if I could bring my dog to a concert, I would. <laughs> well, no, because you know how they, like, wanted her to be herself? I think oh. this puppy is to help her find okay. herself. Okay, so Cosmic Blush starts playing, but then... Okay, and not to hate on Cosmic Blush, but they are no protozoa. They are I don't not. Understand. They're not. <laughs> They're, they play, like, slow songs, too. They remind like, me a lot of um, the Zeta Bites of yeah. Loretta Modern and the Zeta Bites. Yeah, like, they're not bad, but they're no protozoa. But protozoa, like, like, it slaps. Yeah, but, like, it's okay because protozoa is revealed to be playing guitar and duetting with Cosmic Blush. So yes. he still gets his chance to be who he is and yeah. still be a musician. And and everyone, everyone loves them both. Protozoa dedicates the song to Xenon as usual. He yeah. like points to her in the crowd and Xenon points back. <laughs> do, you think, do, you, do you think there were like conspiracy theories online like Protozoa and this girl Xenon? Because I would have definitely been on those message boards. Uh, I fucking hope not because Xenon is like 15. Well, no, not like in that okay. mm. Well, I don't know. Um, so Sage takes Xenon and wa- they walk off to the beach away from the crowd. Um, mm-hmm. Pat calls Xenon on her Z-pad asking her to participate in a new contest for on Mars. on Mars. Yeah. Which- and Xenon's like, I'm not gonna make the same mistake twice, bitch. And she's like- Why is he not in, like, jail or something? Because there's no laws on the moon? I don't know. Well, he was gonna try and declare squatter's rights on the I moon. I mean, can you arrest someone for that? I don't know. It seems kind of illegal. He lied to everyone. I mean- has Elon Musk been to space? Like, no one's arrested him for that. I don't think he's been to space. I think it's different traveling to space than, like, trying to live on space. I live. Yes. But, like, know. at this point, like, it would have been, like, world known that, like, the moon would have been livable. 
I feel like there had to be some sort of like intergalactic like yeah, committee. There has to be some. And yeah. then they were like, "Oh, this like motherfucker NATO, got there but first. For space. I think I just spit on you. I'm sorry. I didn't feel it. <laughs> They're like, "This motherfucker just got here first. Well, you can't do that. There has to be like rules? Question mark. How do you make? But the rules whole point. The whole point is Selena saying, "Do not fucking colonize my moon." Which maybe you there know was, people should have listened to that to begin with. There was a plot in the West Wing about colonizing space. No, we've done enough of that here. We don't need to fucking yeah, do that. Yeah, Bartlett didn't want to do it because he's a good president. <laughs> That's good. Selena said, do not colonize my fucking moon, bitches. If anyone has any sort of insight on this, please. I don't think there's any insight. I don't think there... anyone is actually, like, trying to live on the moon actively. I mean, we're trying to get to Mars. We're trying to get there. I don't think we're trying to live there. Not yet. Yeah. I mean, we've pretty much, like, destroyed Earth. Well, yeah, and people don't want to believe that that's real. That's fine. Okay, anyway. anyway back to what we were saying. Anyway, Xenon was like, Selena was the goddess of the moon, and the god the god of Mars is the god of war, so good fucking luck, because yeah. I love that, like, gods just exist in this universe. Well, they've been proven true, I guess. Well, because I was reading, like, in the trivia, and Selena is apparently the same as Artemis, who is the goddess of the moon in Greek mythology, but like, just, like, a different name. I think it's, like, older versions, maybe, like, Roman, I don't know. But it's, like, all the same, and Gar- Artemis is the goddess of the moon and the hunt. She's cool. Um, and so I guess Ares is the, Ares is the goddess of, god of war, so maybe Ares is on Mars. <laughs> sure. So he's got, he's a honey, you got a big storm coming. Yeah. Um, and then Xenon looks at the moon, and she's like, look how clear it is, no settlements there. As if they would have been able to see the settlement from Earth. I don't, they don't explain that either. I think they can see craters on Earth. <laughs> Uh, I just see, like, spots. Were you ever, like, told, like, urban legends of, like, the man on the moon? No, I mean, I've heard, like, the face on the moon. Oh, no. (laughs) Maybe it was just my dad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, they're talking about how clear it is, and then they kiss, and that's the end of the movie. That's it. That's the last time we see Xenon. Yeah, she's kissing a random boy again. (laughs) So, yeah. What happened to her friend from the space station? Which one? The one who she, like, watches for aliens with. Oh, I don't know. Maybe he got, like, maybe, maybe he went to, like, special, like, aliens. <laughs> They're just friends. Maybe he, like, it's moves, fine. maybe he moves space stations. Xenon does not have time for a boyfriend. She's yeah. busy saving the planet maybe and moves, the Earth and the moves, galaxy. He moves sta- space stations to one that, like, more closely studied aliens because obviously the space station that he was on did not study aliens seriously. Uh, yeah, I guess not. <laughs> But yeah, that is the end of Xenon Z3. The Xenon trilogy is Xenon over. Trilogy. That's so sad. I'm not going to hear zoom, zoom, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> no more Supernova Girl. Supernova Girl. <laughs> My bio on um, Twitter used to be Supernova Girl, and somebody asked me about it one time, and I was like, Xenon? I don't know, just Xenon? Oh, my bio is a deep cut. Mine's J-A-K-E Bahari. <laughs> Mine just says I-D-K now, <laughs> so... How did, oh, did you have any favorite quotes? Because I think that I said mine. Yeah, besides the ones that we mentioned of, um, just because I'm macro smart and mega independent, that's no reason for me to bury my beauty. Mm-hmm. And I want to dance. I want to be boys. I had one more. Um, so whenever Xenon is trying to convince Bromley, um, to, like, help her and, like, she, he can win or whatever, but he doesn't, like, at first believe her. And he's like, oh, this is just to, like, psych me out. And she goes, this isn't about you. And he goes, everything is about me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I had a 
Bromley qu quote as well I mentioned earlier, but he says, no, I don't really see the point in dreaming. <laughs> I like to live in the moment. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so how did you rate and rank this? I gave this a three and a half out of five, which is what I gave um, the sequel as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but I ranked this lower than the sequel. Um, it's at number 18, Gotta Kick It Up is above it, and Phantom of the Megaplex is below it. Yeah, I also gave this a three and a half out of five. I put it at 15, right on track is above it, and the ultimate Christmas present is below it. I believe that the sequel is above this and that the original Xenon is below this. So, if that tells you anything. I feel like the original Xenon, like, sets the scene, but it's not my favorite. Oh, I have the original Xenon high up. Yeah. Just because, I mean, yeah, I think... I looked at it more from its cultural stance. <laughs> yeah. And well, the fact that it's, like, the first, like, it's the first, like, protozoa and, like, ravens in that one. Mm -hmm. It's good. Yeah. If we're talking about, you know, decoms that impacted us greatly, next week we have Stuck in the Suburbs. Oh, my God! I I'm so excited! Wait. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. We're going to talk about Tear and Kill em a lot! <laughs> at least I am. <laughs> it's going to be really good, so. Bye. Stay tuned for that. Bye.